Amen. 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 Blessings to you. Blessings to my sisters and brothers here at the Church of Radiant in Ypsilanti. I, Celeste, an apostle of God, I always wanted to open up like Peter and Paul. I always wanted to open up like that. You know, Paul would open up that way and I would want to open up that way. And so I want to say blessings to you in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus. Amen. I don't know if you remember the day that you received Jesus as Lord into your life, what you were doing at that time, what you were going through, who was with you on that day, where you were at. For me, it was 27 years ago. And I can remember just as clearly in October of 1988 that I was pulled. There was a draw as Holy Spirit was pulling me to that altar. And I ran down there. And I remember saying, Lord, I'm a sinner. Please forgive me. I confess with my mouth and I believed in my heart. I said, Lord, come into my heart now. Come into my heart. I belong to you. At that time, I didn't understand totally what was going on. All I know is that I needed God, I needed Jesus to be Lord of my life because I was tired of the life that I was living, which was no life at all. And so I didn't recognize that at the very moment I said, come into my heart, Lord, my old life left, that old defeated life left, and I was stepped into a new life of victory at that very moment. See, I didn't recognize that that old defeated man had died and the new Celeste, the new creature in Christ, had a life of victory. And that victory was won for me and you, for us through the blood of Jesus Christ. He conquered sin. He conquered death. He conquered sickness. He conquered poverty. He conquered every evil work of Satan. But the path that our Lord Jesus had to go down, that path to the cross, that path was not an easy one. And he suffered. He suffered. He suffered betrayal from Judas Iscariot, one of his own. He suffered denial from Peter. Peter, who was the first to come alongside of him as a disciple. Peter, who was the first to recognize him as Messiah. But in the moment of truth, Peter said, I don't know him. Not only did he not say, did he say that once, he said it twice and then three times. And some Bible translations say that he said, not only do I not know him, I never, never knew him. Oh, Lord. 
Then you had to face rejection. Father God, you were rejected. You came to your own. You came to the Jews, but you, they would not receive you, Lord. And instead, instead, they told Pontius Pilate, the governor, they said, you know what, take Barabbas and free him. But Jesus Christ, who never committed sin, who became sin for us, Take him and crucify him. Just a week before he was Hosanna in the highest. Hosanna, Hosanna. And all of a sudden, crucify him. Kill him. The one who came and taught and prayed and healed and brought the kingdom of God into the earth. Kill him. Kill him. He suffered crazy, agonizing, terrible crucifixion, betrayal, denial, rejection, crucifixion, and then separation. In Matthew 27 and 46, when I read that verse, and I don't have it up on the screen, but he says, my father, my father, why hast thou forsaken me? You see, he had never been separated from his dad. Never. But he went to the cross for us. And he willingly did it. He laid down his life. No one made him do it. He willingly laid down his life so that we could be here today. Saved. Filled with Holy Spirit. He is the one that did this, not me, not you, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And then they put him in a grave. They put him in a grave. But that grave could not contain him. They could not hold him. Because on that third day, he rose from that grave with all power with all power, with victory, with victory. It's our victory. He did it for us. That's our victory. When we know him as Lord and Savior, it's ours. That victory is now. It is finished, he said on the cross. It is done. It is finished forever, eternally, forever. It is done. I have secured the victory based on my father's plan. I obeyed my father. I carried out his plan. It is finished. It is finished. Victory is ours. Victory. Our Lord Jesus Christ did that for us. And so, and so, in Hebrews 1, one through four in the New Living Translation. Long ago, God spoke many times and in many ways to our ancestors through the prophets. And now in these final days, he has spoken to us through his son. God promised 
everything to the Son as an inheritance. And through the Son, he created the universe. The Son radiates God's own glory and expresses the very character of God. And he sustains everything by the mighty power of his command. When he had cleansed us from our sins, he sat down in the place of honor at the right hand of the majestic God in heaven. This shows that the Son is far greater than the angels, just as the name God gave him is greater than their names. He's alive. He's on the right hand of the throne. He secured a victory for us by suffering a horrible death, suffering beyond our ability to comprehend. But yet he said, yes, Lord, I will do this. And because he sits at the right hand, we too have that position in him, in him. In him, we are seated in heavenly places. No, our physical body is here, but in him, through him, in him, we are seated in that place of honor with him. We didn't earn it. We didn't do it. He paid the price, but we are seated with him in heavenly places. Now, who do you know would do that for you? Who do you know? Who do you know would sacrifice their own child and have them die a, a, a miserable death so that we could be forgiven, purged, cleansed, made new, made victorious, made righteous, in right standing with God through the blood of Jesus Christ? Whoa, yes, I celebrate God when I come in here. Whoa, I praise him when I come in here because he deserves our best praise. He gets our best praise. I don't want to celebrate anyone more than I want to celebrate my Lord God in heaven. There is nothing that I will lift up above the name of Jesus. At that name, every knee shall bow and everything, every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And yes, I get excited. And yes, I get exuberant. But that's the gifting I have is of an exhorter to encourage, to encourage. Yes, our Lord Jesus, we love him. And so the church, the body, the body, the body has to decide what are we, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Are we going to live victoriously? Are we? See, it's not a matter of when, it's now. It's now. It's right now. Now. Well, I'm just waiting. No, it is finished. It is done. That victory was sealed for us, secured for us. You're looking for something when it's right now. The victory is now. Will we embrace that? You see, in Revelations in chapter 3, there was a church in Laodicea. Laodicea. Help me, Lord. Laodicea. 
And that church received the message from Jesus through a special messenger. And that church was warned about being lukewarm. Jesus said, be hot or cold, but don't be lukewarm because I will spew you out. Okay? We as a church have to decide, are we going to be hot? Are we going to be cold? Because lukewarm is not going to be acceptable. You got to make a decision. What are we going to do? Are we going to live in victory now? So in the scripture, Revelations 3, 20 and 22, although Jesus rebuked them and he chastened them, he did it because he loved them. And then he said, look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and we will share a meal together as friends. Those who are victorious will sit with me on my throne, just as I was victorious and sat with my father on his throne. We will have the same rights, the same authority, the same inheritance, the same inheritance as our Lord Jesus Christ. We are joint heirs with our Lord Jesus. Whatever was secured by him through the cross is ours. If we, he defeated sin and death, then we have victory over sin and death. It belongs to us too, we're joint heirs. We are joint heirs with our Lord Jesus. The victory that he secured is our victory. We live in victory. We walk in victory. We are victor victorious uh, in the Lord Jesus Christ because of what he did on the cross for us. I'm a walking victory. You are a walking victory. You have to believe that, church. You have to believe that. Because otherwise, we cancel out what Jesus did on the cross. Well, Celeste, you don't understand. My life is really messed up right now. It might be, but you are victorious in our Lord Jesus Christ, and it ain't over. It is not over. Your situation can change just like this if you will trust in our Lord Jesus Christ. It can change in an instant, in the blinking of an eye. Someone who was sick will be healed instantly by our Lord Jesus. He may decide to do it as a process or he may decide to do it instantly. Doesn't matter. You are victorious and you are God's son and daughter and he loves us. And if he would give his only son for us, what else could he give? The life of his own son. How much are we loved? And so we have an inheritance, saints. We have an inheritance. You know, I was thinking about Prince, uh, Princess Kate and Prince William. And I thought, they've got a baby named George. And they're going to have another baby. Those babies were born into a line of royalty. They didn't earn it, per se. They didn't do anything but were born, and they stepped right into royalty, right into royalty. We didn't earn anything. We didn't do anything, but Jesus did, 
And when we said, yes, Jesus, come into my heart, we stepped right into the line of royalty. We got the same rights, the authority to reign that Jesus did. We are royal. We are royal. And just like those babies, George and the baby to come will walk around as royal princes and prince, uh, princesses. We are royalty. We are children of the most high God. We are children of the most high God. There's no arrogance about that. It's just truth. It's just truth. That's all it is, is truth. The scriptures tell us it's truth. And so, no, I don't have the big head, but I know who I am in Christ. And I am victorious. No matter what comes my way, no matter what I have to suffer, I am victorious. Because, you know, the grave couldn't keep our Lord Jesus well, I have victory over death, too. I have victory over every situation. I have victory over lack. I have victory over every single thing that comes against me. I stand in the blood of Jesus Christ, and I confess I am a victor. And there's nothing that the enemy can do unless I let him, unless I let him by doubt and unbelief. If I start wavering, then he knows he can get an edge in. And you know the enemy doesn't take an inch. He's out for our lives. He doesn't take an inch. He doesn't. So I will stand on God's word. And so, how do we live victoriously? How do we do that? Well, first let's go to 1 John 3. 1 John 5, I'm sorry, 3 through 5. 1 John 5, 3 through 5. This is the NLT, New Living Translation. Loving God means keeping his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. For every child of God defeats this evil world. And we achieve this victory through our faith. And who can win this battle against the world? Only those who believe that Jesus is the Son of God. It tells us right here, we win the battle against this world because we believe in the Son of God. That's scripture, y'all. That's not me. Okay? So how do we live victoriously? How do we live victoriously? Well, the first thing we need to do is to claim and celebrate our inheritance, okay? We need to claim it. I'm going to give you a little example here. Let's say you have an uncle in California, Uncle Bob. Let's call him Uncle Bob. He is wealthy beyond compare. And you get a call one day, and it's the executor of his will. And they let you know that Uncle Bob has passed away and he's made provision for you in his will. Now, you're saddened by this because you love Uncle Bob. But you also know that Uncle Bob had a special place in his heart for you. He had a relationship, a bond that no one could take away. So after you hang up the phone, 
Right away, you get on your computer, you're booking a flight out of here because you're going to claim your inheritance. You're going to get the first thing smoking out of Detroit Metro. You love Uncle Bob, but Uncle Bob has gone on in glory because you want to claim your inheritance. In fact, some of you may not even pack any clothes. You're like, I'm going to get there. I got a toothbrush. I'll buy clothes when I get to California because I need to claim my inheritance. So you're there. You know, you're, you're, you're leaving out. You're in the car, you're on your cell phone, you're calling everybody. Uncle Bob left me something and, you know, I'm rich, I'm an heir, I'm rich, I'm an heir. I'm, you're celebrating because you're happy that Uncle Bob thought about you enough to leave you his inheritance, part of it. Well, we have an inheritance that we need to claim, and that we need to celebrate every day of our lives. You see, there's this song. I'm a, I'm a U of M grad, so forgive me. It's called Hail to the Victors. Dun, 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 dun. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. My point is, I'm obligated as a U of M grad to sing that song. I'm obligated to pump, go, blue, go, go. But that is over a pig skin, folks. That is over a pig skin. That will never get the praise that I give my Lord Jesus Christ. That is why when you see me in here, I give them my all. Because if we can go to a U of M game, or if we can shout about March Madness, or if we can uh, celebrate one of our Super Bowl heroes, and we can jump up and throw popcorn, and we can say, yay! My Lord Jesus deserves all of that and more, and he's going to get it. No pigskin, whether it be in a round form or a cylinder shape, is going to get my highest praise. I'm just not going to give it to him. Glory. Glory. So we need to learn how to celebrate. Well, Celeste, I'm not as wild as you. Well, do your own little wild, whatever that is. I don't care if it's to shake a leg or shake an arm or whatever you got to do to break loose. Break loose. Break loose for Jesus. For Jesus. And don't worry about what people are thinking. Doesn't matter. It does not matter. You are doing this unto him to tell him you love him. Just like he blesses us, I love to bless him through our praise. Amen? Amen. Amen. So you get to California, and you find out, ooh, Uncle Bob has left you a home. $2.4 million. So the second thing we need to do is not only to claim and celebrate our inheritance, but learn about our inheritance. $2.4 million home two vintage cars, some raw uncut diamonds. And you're sitting there and you're thinking, I got to check out the house. How many rooms does it have? 
I got to check out and see if it's uh, colonial style. Does it have a servant's quarters? I got to learn about my inheritance. Those raw, uncut diamonds, were they from South Africa? What mine did they come from? You are going to learn about your inheritance. We need to learn about ours. We will spend the rest of our lives learning about our inheritance because it's so vast. It's so vast. We have to study to show ourselves approved because the inheritance, it's to the overflow, to the abundant. We're going to spend the rest of our lives finding out what we have through Christ Jesus and in Christ Jesus, that abundant inheritance that he left us. Oh, yes, we must learn about our inheritance. Amen. That's why we come here to get the word so God can give us revelation so we can use what we learn here in our daily lives. We come not only to learn, but to fellowship and to encourage each other. We come to celebrate our Lord Jesus Christ. We come to give him all of our praise. We come to, with ears to hear, a heart to receive, to learn of our Lord Jesus and the inheritance that he left us. That's why we're here, so we can go out and apply what we've learned. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so, number three, we have to walk out our victory in faith. We have to walk it out in faith. You're going to make some mistakes. You are. I have. I've made plenty. But I go to God and I say, forgive me. Help me. Redirect me. Show me where I displease you. Show me what's in my heart that does not please you. Lord, give me a clean heart. Renew a right spirit in me. Help me. I know I'm a work in progress. And the beautiful thing is God sees me as his son. He sees me as his son, the finished work. And he forgives me when I repent. He forgives me of my sins because he's looking at me as his finished work. He sees the blood over me and on me, and he says, Celeste, my daughter. He deserves all the praise. We have victory now. We walk out that victory. We walk out that victory by faith. And then we walk it out, we make mistakes, but we don't quit. We don't quit. We never give up. That's number four. There's two words that I've learned throughout the years that have helped me. Two words. They're very important. Very important. The two words are this. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Even when I don't understand, yes, Lord. Even when I'm nervous and get a little fearful, yes, Lord. Because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. 
I can't do anything without him. Everything that I do is in him, I pray, is in him because my inheritance is in him. My victory is in him. I don't have any victory outside of him. When I walk in victory, it's because of what he has done, not because of what I have done, but what he has done. And the gifts and the talents and the skills that I have, he's placed them in me. His breath is in my lungs. That is why I pour out the praise. His gifts are in me. That's why I use them to bless him for the edification of the people that he sends me to, to bless them for his glory, for his glory, for his glory. We are victorious. We have victory, church, now, now. No, I didn't come here to pump you up just for you to leave out of here and say, oh, well, that was great, and now I'm going back to live the same life I've been living. No, he's called me to tell you, step it up. Step it up. Step it up. We go from glory to glory. Step it up. As Christians, we are victorious. Yes, we are going to suffer. Christ suffered. He was betrayed, he was denied, he was rejected, he was crucified, he experienced separation from his father who he loved, and he was put in a grave, but yet he overcame it all. That overcomer spirit is in us as victors. We are the children of God, joint heirs with our Lord Jesus. So I want to close with this scripture. It's not going to come up, but I want to read it to you. It's in Romans 8, 36 through 38. New Living Translation, as the scriptures say, for your sake, we are killed every day. We are being slaughtered like sheep. No, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love, neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries for tomorrow, not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. If there's anyone in here that needs prayer for strength, you're going through and you just, you're listening you're listening, but you just are having a hard time because everything's coming at you, everything. God's got you, and he's going to take you through safely. It's his promise. And if that's you and you want prayer, I'd like to pray for you. Just raise your hands up. Let me, if that's you. 
So let us pray. Father in heaven, in the matchless name of Jesus, we thank you for the victory that you secured for us on the cross. Lord, we will never, ever forget what you've done for us, Lord. We claim our inheritance in you. Lord, we celebrate our inheritance in you. Father God, we stand on your word because your word is true and your promises are true. And Father God, even when things come against us, Father God, we will not be shaken. We will not, Father God, give up on you because your son never gave up on us. We say yes, Lord, to you in all things, not some things, but all things, because we love you. We adore you. We magnify you. We exalt you. You are the living God, Father God, that lives within us. Father God, help us to be bold in you, to be confident in you, to be strong in you. You are Jehovah Jireh, the Lord that provides for us. You are Jehovah Rapha, the Lord that healeth us, Father God. You are our victory banner, Jehovah Nisi. And you are Jehovah Shalom, the God that gives us the peace. Oh, Lord, we are yours eternally, forever and forever and forever. In the matchless and mighty and wonderful and beautiful and awesome name we pray. That name is the name that is above all names. Our Lord Jesus Christ, our victory is in you, Lord. Amen.